Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. We're inching closer to the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023, but we got some great stories to still share with you. This week, our Q&A features Bites of the Bluegrass founder, creator, foodie, Erin Goins. She will explain all of it here in just a bit, but first, some news and notes from around Kentucky. First up is in the bourbon whiskey world, as Louisville-based Sazerac Co. will invest $600 million to construct nearly 20 barrel warehouses and expand the Robinson Stave in Cumberland Cooperage in London, Kentucky. Uh, the Sazerac Co. is acquiring the 198-acre Roland Acres Industrial Park from the London Laurel County Economic Development Authority to construct those warehouses. Um, the project also includes a 72,000-square-foot expansion for the Stave and Cooperage, um, which uh, Sazerac acquired in 2014. Work on the project is expected to begin here before the end of the year, with the first seven barrel warehouses expected to be completed in the spring of 2025. Putt Shack, the new uh, tech-infused mini-golf experience, is coming to the Oxmoor Center in Louisville in 2024. That's right, you heard it correct, 2024. It's the latest concept from the co-founders of Flight Club, Ace Bounds, and Topgolf, which Topgolf just recently opened its first Louisville location in the same Shelby Road shopping center back on November 18th. The immersive 25,000-square-foot entertainment venue will have four nine-hole mini-golf courses, uh, with prices ranging from $9 to $14 that integrate the company's patented technology, Trackaball, which keeps track of your score while playing. And in some food and beer news, Braxton Brewing, Grater's Ice Cream, and Dewey's Pizza are pairing up to offer Northern Kentucky families a winning trifecta of experience in 2023. Uh, the three are joining together um, to build a destination that includes a Braxton Tap Room, a Dewey's Pizzeria, and a greater scoop shop centered around a 20,000 square foot green space and beer garden that will open up in the city in 2023, late 2023 there in Union. Uh, the brewery will be about 100 yards from where Braxton Brewery can trace its roots to their old garage on Braxton Drive in Union, which has got to be extra special for them. Up next is our Q&A with Bites of the Bluegrass creator and foodie guide, Aaron Goins. She explains how the Central Kentucky Walking Tours featuring food and so much more came to be. Enjoy. Did you know Hops and Spirits is more than just this podcast? Check out hopspirits.com for our latest episode release, past episodes, interviews with interesting folks in the alcohol industry, and so much more. Just go to hopspirits.com. Feel free to wait until this podcast is done. Joining us here for our Q&A, she's the creator, the foodie guy, the owner, the she does does it all for Bites of Bluegrass. Please welcome in Aaron Goins. Thank you, Jonathan, very much for having me on. Absolutely. You you, you have an awesome title, and a, I think you could even make it better. I had uh, someone on from the Frazier History Museum, and they were talking about uh, their fun titles that some someone created for them through their bourbon program called Unicorn Wrangler. So, I mean, if you ever... You know, you can go anywhere you want with those titles. <laughs> uh, that's right. I, that's something to think about for sure. <laughs> now, if you don't know, she is the, like I said, the creator. She's also a guide on the Bites of the Bluegrass tour here in central Kentucky. But before we get into that, what what you do with that, kind of the Cliff Notes version of you, how you got here, you know, just the, the little bit of background on yourself. Sure. Well, I, I'm most of my life in Kentucky uh, of course came here for college and uh, like most people who visit decided to stay I knew it was the place so I've been here for about 25 years and as we've traveled 
I've found that a walking food tour is the best way to introduce myself to a city and its food scene and find out lots of interesting history that you don't normally pick up. Just a way of of creating some memories and growing an attachment to the city. Uh, the first one we went on was in Montreal about six years ago, and we found out all these little interesting tidbits just on as to why the stairs are even outside of buildings, you know. And um, through that, we've just chosen a walking food tour as so we've traveled as our, our go-to first thing on the agenda. And as I've collected food tour experiences over the last, several years, probably 30 or 40 at this point, when I realized that our own city didn't have one, I knew I had to fix it. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it's right up my alley anyway. Uh, my degrees are, are sociology, history, and a master's in education. And I think this is the first time I'm truly using them all. So it, it's <laughs> nice to finally realize that college degree was for something. I love it. My, my wife got to go on one of your, your tours recently and, and it was very enjoyable. And, you know, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit about, you know, you've gone on these before, but how did you decide on Bites of the Bluegrass was something that you wanted to do? Well, you know, I was actually on a walking food tour in February in Nashville, and we've been to Nashville dozens of times, but I was hearing this enthralling back and forth about the women's suffrage movement and how, how women gain the right to vote there. And it was all through this back and forth between a, a boys and girls club station within the Hermitage Hotel, and it had to do with a yellow rose and a red, anyway, long, great story, and as I listened to that, I thought, what do I not know about Lexington, so while on that food tour, uh, I looked to see about booking one here, and as I realized it, I thought, you know, our youngest, our youngest daughter is, uh, was being homeschooled at the time, she's now back in school, and I thought, what am I going to do with all this energy, and I was curious about all the history that, that lies in our downtown and surrounding areas. I knew there was a lot, but I truly did not appreciate just how much there is and how many untold stories lie behind the places that we walk by every day. So it's been really cool to not only uncover that, but also find an experience that allows people, gives them a reason to walk into the doors of these local restaurants who have gone through an awful lot in the last several years and just create a fun little afternoon dinner party for folks. Well, and, and it is so cool. And you, you mentioned, you know, your, your background is history and, and education and, and so many cool things. Why a walking tour though? And maybe not say, you know, Nashville, they've got all the bus tours, all sorts of things. Why a walking tour in the end? Well, Jonathan, honestly, I love the idea of eating and then walking. So it's kind of like a clean slate. See, it's like a, it's a, it's a positive and a negative there. So you end up on the same page, but I like the idea of a walking tour because we have lots of different, um, uh, bus tours around town, you know, with the, the bourbon trail and, horse tours and this is something that no one was doing uh, along with the fact that our downtown is incredibly walkable uh, it's a beautiful downtown that mixes old with new and it's still after as many tours as I've done since starting it I still uh, it surprises me when I round the corner sometimes just how beautiful our city can look and I've chosen the most aesthetically pleasing routes and I just really want to let her shine for, for uh, all the beauty that she has. It, it is a, a pretty cool downtown as I've gotten to enjoy it a, a, a few nights and, and days, I'd like to say. Now, you, you mentioned that it's, you know, it's a food tour. So obviously you're going to restaurants. 
what was it like to get restaurants in, involved and interested? Because it's one thing to have the idea. It's another to then be able to pull it off and get places that you would want to highlight and, and be able to highlight. Yes. And that was certainly a challenge at first. Um, I, I knew that I would have to, you know, be very persistent and keep showing up borderline being a stalker. Uh, so that's what I did. <laughs> of course, uh, I did not anticipate how few people would uh, understand the concept of a food tour. It was actually foreign to a lot of folks. And just once I uh, uh, let the restaurant owners, once they found out what I was really trying to do, which is give locals a reason to break from their routine and come downtown, give our visitors a nice experience that lets them know what we're all about instead of, and perhaps replace some of the ideals that are gained for being known for some of the wrong things as Kentucky uh, is the victim of sometimes. And um, just really creating a pride of place experience for Lexington. And I also went into it with being very intentional about making sure everyone involved wins. You know, visitors win because they know where to eat the rest of the time they're here. They also get a glimpse as to the kind of history that's made us the city that we are. Uh, locals uh, real often leave realizing, wow, there's a vacation riding for, waiting for me right here in my own backyard. And there's so much within the city that I wasn't aware of in terms of restaurants and stories. Um, and and of course, restaurants, they're winning because brand new people are walking into their doors, which is the hardest part because with the food scene, the wonderful food scene we have here, the food will bring people back. It's just getting them in the door the first time. So just being intentional about that and and, um, and making sure that um, I'm keeping my goals in sight in terms of like, like basically it's a love letter to Lexington and the, the hardworking community-minded restaurants and people who make up our downtown is really what put it all together. But uh, that and a lot of persistence. But now uh, everybody quickly understood it. And um, and boy, the hospitality that they show on this food, uh, this food tour makes us so different from all the ones that I've ever been on. Uh, the restaurant owners and staff are just incredibly tweak and um i'm, I'm honestly going to miss doing as many tours as i've done all summer this winter but i'm excited i'll be looking forward to get it going again full steam again in spring it, it is crazy to think too because I, I know you know reading some of the books that you know the lexington tourism puts out of other restaurant guide i can't think of uh, grits and i forget what it's called but you know there's over 400 yeah. restaurants in, in town so you might not know about all of them and i feel like every every day i, I realize there's a new one that I, I've never gotten to to go enjoy. That is so true. And I have been really surprised by how many locals have not gone to any of the restaurants on the food tour. So uh, if I don't accomplish anything else, if I just make make these locals aware of all the great spots that we have downtown, uh, Lexington is very much a foodie town. And having lived here for as long as I have, and I think others, we can sometimes fall guilty of just, realizing how special a city and how great the food scene is here. But uh, I've certainly been reminded all summer by the, I've, I've toured almost a thousand people at this point since starting in May. May 16th was the first tour. And I've been surprised by, first of all, all the visitors that Lexington gets. And I'm just seeing a small fraction. People from uh, other countries and, and uh, lots of people from big cities like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles are coming here 
because they want to visit nature. They want to uh, check out the bourbon scene. They want to learn about horses and just do something different. And they walk away just being completely surprised at what a progressive city that Lexington is and how nice and walkable our downtown is with an awesome collaborative food scene that delivers some great food that they just can't get where they are. And, and it's so true. And and when folks do go on a, a tour like this, I, I believe it's what five stops, five five different restaurants or places that you hit. What what can they expect when, when they go on a tour? Sure. Well, the very first tour I started is the downtown Main Street tour. And with that one, of course, we start at uh, the Visitor Center uh, right next to our first stop, which is Zim's Cafe. You can't have a food tour in Lexington without our local celebrity chef, Lita Michael, uh, as the, a pioneer in farm to table. It's appropriate that she be the first stop. Uh, from there, we go outside and we talk about some history that's taking place right outside of our, our courthouse. Uh, we talk about the space next to it, along with Bell Breezing and uh, John McKinney, our very first school teacher, has got a wild story. Uh, and, and then we head on down to Agave and Rye. And a lot of us realize that it, it's a bit of a, a regional chain, but perhaps don't realize that it, it's a Kentucky-based restaurant. It started in Covington, and the very second location opened by Yvonne and Wade Sarber, who both are lovers of Lexington culture, um, intentionally put their second spot right here in Lexington on Nicholasville Road before opening the location in the square. But we pop in there for an interesting small plate, along with an edible flower even that gives a bit of a a tingling effect that uh, is an unexpected kind of foodie item. From there, we, we go to the Triangle Park for some history uh, and then make our way up to South Hill District uh, where we visit the Southern Delian Tavern. And uh, that's a great stop. Brian Henderson's a restaurateur who's owned places all over the United States. Uh, but here he really specializes on an easy living kind of concept with great food that specializes in freshness we have a little winchester slider there because after all beer cheese was invented in winchester so you can guess what's on, on the bun on that stop uh, from there we go to salt and vinegar which is a collaborative that's within the ethereal pub house space and chef greg spalding is um, a chef that's been around Lexington for, for a while uh, he was head chef at West End Crafting before opening up his own concept that he he uses the space out of Blue Stallion and Ethereal with two different menus. And he's a, a chef that's really dedicated to his craft, uh, zero waste scratch kitchen. And it's a, it's really nice to be able to share all the things that he's doing uh, there. And then we end at the Grove, which is the a really cool spot downtown. That's a collaboration of now six businesses. And it's nice to show that to visitors as a reflection of what our food scene is about versus the cutthroat kind of food scene you see in other places. Um, and that's gone so well that I uh, started the food tour in Danville. It, it also has five stops along with a, a stop through their art museum there. And then I, I also started one on the west end of our downtown. That starts in the square, Senior Chimmy, Wine and Market, uh, the Goose, Will's Art Gallery, Distilled in Sorella's with totally different history jobs of it. And in fact, uh, when I started that tour, I thought, how will I ever get enough walking and talking? And it's actually the longest tour. I cannot get it under <laughs> three hours. It's three hours and 15 minutes. Um, but beyond that, I'm working on some other tours for the spring as well. I, I, I love to hear that. And, and I love the, the options because I, I was going to say you do have several options that folks can decide or maybe even go on all of them uh, th throughout. A, yeah. A, 
Uh, you're right. And I've had a couple people uh, who have gone on all three. I'm thinking about getting like a loyalty card and start punching some cards soon. Because uh, that's the idea. I've been asked uh, right after tours all summer, are you going to have another tour with other restaurants? Uh, people, I think, really like the idea of not having to think about which restaurant they're going to, what they're going to have for dinner. Uh, they like perhaps being surprised by some dishes that they wouldn't have ordered if they had gone to that restaurant before. And people uh, really like the idea of hearing about this history, uh, history, the untold stories that we, we haven't learned through history classes in, in school. And it, it causes you to look at, at the city a totally different way. Uh, now, when I go down to Oliver Lewis Way, knowing about Oliver Lewis' story, everything just seems so much more familiar and it seems more like home than ever before. Well, and it gets folks comfortable going into places they may, may never have thought or how easy it is to get around, around downtown. And you, you mentioned the Danville walking tour. I, I find it interesting how that one came about because I believe it was the director of tourism down there or something that had taken the tour up here and then reached out and was like, yeah. Hey, we, we need something down here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, his job is to bring people to Danville. So uh, Kendall Clinton's doing a great job there, but uh, Smiley Pete was writing an article about the, the food tour earlier this summer and the writer of that is Shannon Clinton and her husband was along with her Kendall. And he suggested after the tour, you know, this is, a great thing for visitors and locals. I think this would work well in Danville. I absolutely agreed and was interested in seeing if a small city could support something like this. So um, I, I made a visit. Uh, Kendall was fantastic in opening some doors. And I met uh, Lahanna, who is a front of house at Copper and Oak and one of the owners at La Cosa Nostra. And she really just took me around and said, hey, guys, we're doing this. It couldn't have been any easier in that way. Uh, and that is such a good tour. Um, Dry Stack is a coffee house that we go to there first. Um, Aaron Ranson is uh, great on the tour, and he tells you all about how he, he actually roasts coffee a totally different way. Uh, and just understanding these spoon concepts and hearing from the owners also creates a connection that you just don't get from visiting on your own and just kind of guessing at what you should order off of the menu. This is a way that connects visitors so that they'll come back and they truly know what makes them so special. But we go to, to Dry Stack, Copper and Oak, uh, The Still, which is a, a great place in Danville, Tapa style. Uh, Tom Baker, the owner, actually distills his own cachaca, literally bringing the mountainside of Brazil to Danville. <laughs> he, he flies water in and he has a distillery both in Danville and in Brazil. And on the tour, it's complete with a caipirinha demonstration, along with a beautiful small plate of their pork medallion over some spatzel. Uh, then we hit up Bricks and Brews, of course, after I tell the story of Carrie Nation, who led the women's temperance movement. She wouldn't be happy about that. Uh, and then we got into the Art Center of the Bluegrass before uh, a great three-course dessert at La Cosa Nostra. <laughs> and the one thing that is also unique about our food tour versus all the ones that I've been on is the amount of food that's served. Uh, I let everyone know, because that's the only complaint I ever get is that it's too much food, that in Kentucky we show casseroles with our love and that if you don't want to eat it all just don't eat it all <laughs> but everybody wants to uh to, to greet visitors and and locals and uh, they're excited about the, their food the food that they're serving and it everybody who's part of this really gets it and i feel really lucky to be partner with the restaurants i am and to meet all these great new people every week 
True, true Southern hospitality, right? For sure. There is no doubt about it. And that is another thing that visitors come here for. The Southern hospitality thing is real. And this kind of hospitality is not seen everywhere. And uh, I get compliments about it all summer long. Well, and then in addition to your, your regular tours, do you ever do private tours if someone would be interested in that and reaches out to you? Yeah, absolutely. I've done several, and I can really customize uh, tours at this point with as many uh, restaurants that I'm working with and connections I've made in this short period of time. In fact, I'm getting ready to take a group of 20 pilots out in a couple weeks uh, um, and have some others on the books. So, again, it's a nice way to connect to downtown instead of having to piece it all together yourself and just kind of dig through all the reviews to figure out where you should go, what you should do. Um, I have always enjoyed connecting people. I love hosting parties. I love introducing people to each other. It feels like such a waste of time to just kind of be walking parallel, all these things, moving parts, moving beside each other without actually connecting and understanding how they can all be part of something bigger and um, just make it more fun for everyone. So connecting is something that I really love to do and it comes easily to me. I also like putting pieces of a puzzle together and that's kind of what this food tour is to me is, is you know, which which restaurants are going to represent our city in the best way? Uh, what 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 kind of what what should the actual route look like? What should the walk feel like, and what should the talking points be um, to make sure that also as part of this history is that it's very inclusive. That's something that's very intentional intentional to me. We have a tremendous amount of African American history here, along with a longstanding LGBTQ plus community. Uh, and I'm very proud to live in a city that gives a visible history to these marginalized groups. Um, in fact, Lexington was just ranked one of the top in terms of fairness. And uh, I really want to make sure I translate that uh, throughout this tour as well and kind of break down some of the stereotypes that visitors may have about us coming in. Well, and you, you've kind of touched on this too throughout, you know, obviously a lot of visitors will, will take the tour because it's a, a good way for them to learn about downtown and, and get uh, a lot of different restaurants in, in a short amount of time. But you also said this is good for locals too, that may either not know all of them or may not know a, a ton about the restaurants that they have gone to. Right. And I've been so pleasantly surprised that easily half of the people who have gone on the tour at this point are locals. Uh, it's something that you can get a group together and do as a fun afternoon. Uh, and that's what I've seen over and over. And I was very pleasantly surprised that the very first few Danville tours were all the same faces I'd already seen. Um, groups enjoyed this little afternoon dinner party and meeting others. Uh, there's a young man who just came on a tour not long ago from Columbia. He was staying in Lexington because his uncle told him it's a where he needs to come to learn English and about horses. So he was living here for two months, barely knew in English. And everybody kind of moved him around and sat with him at different places. And by the end, he was putting together sentences. I mean, <laughs> it just becomes a really communal, uh, fun get together. Um, we might all be strangers in the beginning, but certainly by the end, we're not. Uh, this past weekend, I had two different groups of all Eastern European people. Uh, they were part of a group by VisitLex. They're within the travel industry, and they literally book Europeans to, who are interested in visiting southern states in America. So they're here to gather 
information about, uh, you know, different tours and activities that might be good to include in those itineraries. And I, I'm just thrilled to see all these, uh, you know, I expected, you know, certain visitors to come and certain locals to come, but I have been really uh, pleasantly surprised at all the groups that are coming who I just hadn't really thought about in terms of possible clients. Well, and, and that's awesome to see too, because that means uh, people are enjoying what they're, they're getting to to see and do. And, and if someone's gone on a tour already, why, why should they come back? Cause like you said, you do have other options and then you can even do some private things, right? Sure. Um, there are a lot of reasons to come back. Um, number one, just to, to repeat the experience with all new restaurants. Um, I will say that I can't think of a single bad food tour I've been on all summer, quite honestly. <laughs> They're all fantastic and getting to learn uh, to meet new people. I'm looking forward to the folks I'll be meeting on Thursday. And uh, you get to sample great food, hear really interesting stories, and get introduced to some restaurants that you're unfamiliar with. So I think people are just looking for again an experience where they don't have to do any of the guesswork they can just buy a ticket and show up um, and I think that they also know that um, me as a tour guide and I have a, a couple of other great tour guides uh, Nikki Estes and Liz Hodge both in incredible women who are very community-minded um, driven and, and uh, hard workers and and people have fun on the tour is, is what happens. And that leaves them asking, Hey, do you have another tour? Do you always go to the same places? Cause we, we want to do it again. And I've honestly had several people come back on the exact same tour. I'm not really sure why anybody would do that, but I, actually I do know why they brought other people with them um, who have not gone on the tour. So that tells me I'm doing something right. Uh, it makes me really happy as well. And then do you have any other kind of offerings coming uh, down the road, expansions that, that you can talk about? Yes. And so now in the beginning, I was having to chase down restaurants and uh, to try to get this going. But now I've had some restaurants reach out to me um, and some some art museums and such. And so I'm definitely considering a couple for the spring. Uh, I feel like the distillery district needs a tour. There's an awful lot of exciting things that are happening there and even more that are getting ready to happen. Uh, there's also a lot of history with J.C. Pepper. It's also where Town Branch starts, and I can talk about all all that goes into the karst geology here that makes up the limestone in our ground. Um, so there's plenty to tell, talk about over in that area. Also, the East End is something that I've been thinking an awful lot about uh there's great places over there like trifecta glass art lounge recently opened um and that's you know as a result of uh Stephen Roth Powell's influence in Danville one of the best hot works glass artists in the world you know he has all these students all around this area uh, Mark Johnson runs the art house on the east side and Travis uh owns glass uh the trifecta glass arts lounge where you can go have a cocktail at a true speakeasy where you can not find the door unless you know and sit there and watch all these people not only just him but all these great artists he brings in from around the world while you're enjoying a beautiful cocktail uh, but there's also a lot of great brunch places over there so i don't know i'm torn between a, a drink one over there or a brunch one or maybe both i I don't know. I'll be thinking about all these things. But one thing for sure that's going to happen is that on Thursday, January 19th, I'm going to be starting a cocktails and bites tour. 
And how this will work is from five to seven, we'll visit three different places. It will be Thirsty Fox, Creo, and Harvey's Bar for four cocktails in total and some heavy appetizers along the way. Uh, you're still going to hear some stories uh, from our, our, our past, but you're also going to get some background on some drinking stories. We've got plenty of drinking history here. I love sharing unusual facts about Kentucky and just digging up for the stories that you can't find, meeting with people for oral histories so that when you're coming on a tour, you're truly hearing things that are not only actually happened, but number two, they're really of human interest and they're fun stories not only to listen to, but to retell to others. And then I guess my, my last question is, is what else can folks expect from you uh, or, you know, see that you, you're doing as uh, when we close out 2022, but, you know, you got a whole new year, winter, I'm sure tours slow down a little bit. And then in spring and summer, they, they ramp back up. That's right. Uh, during the, the colder months, um, I'm going to be reducing the calendar some. Uh, I just have, but if people want a food tour, I'm going to food tour. Uh, I plan on running at least uh, one or two tours per week. Especially with the cocktails tour, because we're not going to be outside very much. It all stays within one block, whereas the other tours go for about a mile, but it's very broken up. So you're never outside longer than 10 or 15 minutes at a time. So I'm up for it. And with Kentucky weather, it might be 60 in, in January. Who knows? Um, so I'll be doing that. But on on um, on my in my downtime, I'm going to be working on getting a blog going for 2023, perhaps even um, a print publication, so that I can be handing this to visitors and locals as they leave the tour, so they're walking away knowing about some other great places that they can go visit, not only to eat but um, places of cultural significance and some great retailers, especially with all the vintage uh, shops that we have now in, in Lexington. I mean, we're ranking in on top lists within the nation at this point. I want to make sure that visitors and locals are connecting to all these great places that we have in our city and giving them the support they need to keep going. It is so cool to see what you're doing and what you've got planned. And, and I can't wait to see, see what's next. And if you haven't folks, I recommend it. My, my wife uh, loved every bit of it and enjoyed her time on the tour. And, and Aaron, thanks for, for sharing a little bit about bites of the bluegrass. Thanks. And thanks for having me on. And Jonathan, that cocktails and bites store, I need to see you on it. You'll definitely have a seat. Uh, I'll be uh, right up your alley with what you're doing. And uh, I appreciate your podcast in this area too, letting us all know the great tips that we should be having. I appreciate that. Thanks, Aaron.